Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Derailed Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Fred. And we just played a very, very epic two-player game of 1889. Yes, it was quite interesting, <laughs> to say the least. So our idea for this episode was there's a lot of like talk around two-player 18xx. A lot of people say it's not very good. Uh, so we have now played three different kind of like somewhat catered for two-player 18xx games. Yes. I want to say. Except for 1846, which was a... Well, I, I guess, but it's 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 an official two-player variant from the designer. Yeah, from the designer, but it wasn't included with the original rules. Right. Right. So I, I guess that's why I kind of see it as a, maybe a variant more, but... Yeah, but I, I guess specifically a two-player variant. So yes. yeah. Yeah, two-player 18xx is something that a lot of people say is not very good. Mm. Uh, they say it's a bit crap. But I said to Fred, you know, we've played 1846 two-player. And we enjoyed it. And we enjoyed we it. We found it interesting. We played 1893 Cologne, which is kind of geared for a low-player count. Yes. And it worked very well two-player. We enjoyed that as well. Yeah. And 1889 technically plays two to six, although apparently not very good with six. So I hear. Oh, really? With six? Six okay. is a few I was too worried many. you were going to say with two. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've, there's a review on BGG that someone wrote as a two-player review and he said he loved mm. it. And there's various degrees of agreement mm. or disagreement around it. Um, but another one that sort of sometimes gets parried out is like, this is decent at two. Okay. Not best at two, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. So I said to Fred, okay, I'll bring 1889. Let's play that. And then we can talk about these three two-player games and the, I guess the whole concept of two-player 18xx in general. Yes, sure. And that game... <laughs> the, the 1889 we just played, yeah. We just played. <laughs> so we are recording this basically at midnight. Yes. So our brains are a little bit fried <laughs> after that game. But what were your impressions of that game? Oh, man. It was very good. Very tough. Very tough, but very good. Um yeah, I, I felt like I was off to a good start and then kind of threw it away somewhere. Um, and definitely made some mistakes. But uh, yeah, no, very good. I, I thought it was excellent. I think it was one of the best 18xx experiences I've had, I think. Yes. It was like one of the most epic games I feel like I've played. Yeah. And I don't know if we just got lucky, but that game was insane. It was, yeah. Uh, we we'd also... we played it uh, four player previously and you've played it five, five player, player. Yeah. yeah so i've only played it four player and now two player yeah i don't know <laughs> it was super interesting so so all the public companies are in play or, or corporations are in play so well, that's a total of seven of them right seven yeah yeah seven of them and um oh man i don't know <laughs> and all of them were very much in play <laughs> they, in they were game. all in play yeah so i think to give a, a quick maybe overview of how the play went so i think we both started launching just one company in the first operating round you didn't actually float immediately you were no because of money spent on privates you couldn't quite float and that was my scrub i actually thought i was going to get revenue before uh, that but we didn't no. we ended up not having another or before the, right. the actual stock round okay yeah so that was the first mistake of many. Yeah. So I floated right away. Then you floated next next round. Yeah. Next round, and um, and then pretty soon, I floated a second one because uh, I 
so I floated the green company first, if you if you know 1889. I don't know the names, I know, but I know the colors. And then Toasted pre- in for pre- the green company. Okay. And then pretty soon afterwards, I floated the red company. So my plan was to, to build infrastructure for the red company with the green company. Right. And then maybe hopefully dump the green company at some point on you. Which I did do, but <laughs> yeah, things kind of went. One uh, of many companies you dumped on me. Jeez, oh, like I ended up dumping my my red company as well, uh, just because of the way the train timing went, and it didn't have a lot of money. So I thought it it had decent infrastructure, but not much of a future. I thought, um, and it didn't really like it. It it had a four train, and it used it stuck with the four train for the rest of the game, eh? yeah it did and that was the real big niggle in our game and what basically decided the game was that we totally stalled right before diesels yes so we got into the situation where i had five companies yeah which was nuts and i think four of them had a four train yeah which meant and the fours are rusted by the first diesel yes so if a diesel was ever purchased in that game 100 percent, i was bankrupt dead yeah. there was just no ways i was going to bounce back from that but i but i couldn't afford to buy a diesel with either of my companies there was just no, no way and there was nothing left for you to float to get that big boost yeah. of income that would have let you do it yes so yeah. we got caught in this almost like not necessarily a stalemate but we got stuck yeah. on the six trains the game and we never kind got of, to buy a diesel the trains kind of stalled out there and yeah yeah that was interesting so that was definitely a mistake i made so uh, like we spoke a little bit briefly about it before we started recording but i I think i think my mistake was so i floated i floated green then red and then after dumping a company on you had some cash and then floated two companies like immediately right 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 after each other i think of did i not float them in the same stock round i think i I think you did yeah and i think that was a mistake what I sh- think I should have done is just float the one and let the trains just advance a little bit more before floating the, the other one. Yes, and I think you're absolutely right. I think that is actually... If we can highlight something that maybe lost you the game, it was probably yeah. that. Because yeah. that was what, what prevented you from... From buying the diesel, yeah. Yeah, but I felt like I was playing this weird train game the whole time. I mean, we both mm. were. None of us wanted to buy the last four train yes. because the five is the first permanent train right yeah so none of us wanted to be the one to buy the last four which can get rusted by the diesel yes so we both sat there kind of waiting yeah yeah, not (laughs) buying the four train but you had launched two companies so you were kind of forced to you couldn't pass around the three trains and whatever forever you kind of had to make a move whereas if you only had one yeah you could have potentially waited out a little bit longer or just bought the four train yeah with that company and one five train yes and then just waited a little bit and then yeah. eventually floated the other one and bought a diesel with it yeah, yeah. after dumping yeah that red company one on of them, me. yeah or just one of them maybe then yeah yeah i don't know i just want to play again <laughs> because uh, i feel like i definitely learned some stuff from this play um yeah, because this play was insane. I mean, I felt like yeah. we both learned stuff. There was so much going on yeah. and there was so much to manage. And I think this game was a real example of how much depth there mm. are in these games. You know, mm. frequently we both made mistakes. We both realized, oh, if we'd done this differently or this differently, this would have been totally different. Yes. And I'm not even sure if it's stuff that would have been self-evident to a veteran player i mean maybe some of it but I, yeah. I just think some of it is so hard to predict and it's so hard to hold 
yes. that much in your head. Yeah. yeah. And I know I struggled when I had five companies and I was trying to figure out how to juggle the funds between them and the trains. <laughs> I thought my brain was going to melt. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of decision making you have to do there, being in charge of five corporations. Yeah, which is mental because normally that's not possible. Yeah. It's, that is something that we probably will never see again. Yeah, maybe not. But the, the other reason you had to do the juggling as well, because um, if you bought the first six train, I would have been able to buy a diesel. Yes. So that's, that's why you were kind of had to juggle these trains in between your companies. Um, so, yeah, that is difficult to, to kind of keep track of. and. <laughs> yeah, so I basically figured out that if I bought the first six train, because when the first six is bought, the diesels are open as well. Mm. So if I bought that first six train and opened the diesels for you, I would just immediately lose the game. Yeah, because you would your fours would rust in like three of your companies or something. Exactly. Which have no trains and you would have to and you have the money to buy trains for them, which you couldn't do. Three so. diesels. And yeah. remember, all those fours rusts, I couldn't even trade them in. Yeah. So it's yeah. 3,300 I would have had to find, which obviously you I didn't, didn't have. have. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, so I realized that. And then I also realized that I was actually going to concede. I was going to forfeit mm. the game when you dumped red on me. Because mm. I bought a second red share and then I looked over at red and I saw you thinking on your yes. turn. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I think I had five shares or something of red at the time. Yes, mm. yeah. And I just bought the second one. And I, I kind of didn't really consider the possibility of having it dumped on me. Yeah. But it was I was greedy. It was worth like 110 or something. And I bought it at 70s so i was yes. like i could just sell this in the same round and just yeah, make money, make money easy yeah. money great stuff yeah. and then as soon as you started thinking on your turn i, I looked at your red company and i was like oh <laughs> no if he dumps this on me i'm dead mm. i'm dead yeah but then after you did it i realized okay but you only have one company that can buy diesel yes and the six hasn't been bought. Yes. So if I just sit here and never buy that six, you'll have to and you won't be able to afford the diesel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. ended up being the thing that basically determined the yeah, outcome of that, the game. That was the key of the game, I think, yeah. yeah. And that's why I say, I mean, it's it's near impossible, I think, in that game to have five companies with five permanent trains between them. Um. Yes, that would be difficult, yeah. Because, I mean, there's only, yeah, there's only three fives and two sixes. So yeah. having five companies and some are having the funds for five permanent trains, I feel like we won't see someone with five companies again. That only worked literally because we stalled at that diesel point. Well, unless unless you just float them a little bit later. But someone else would have. Yeah. The only reason I had those companies is because you dumped them on me. Yes. I can't afford to float five companies. That's a lot of capital to pony up to be floating companies that can then afford permanent trains and stuff. It is, yeah. Because, I mean, I was trying it. I was withholding. I was moving money around. But I couldn't buy diesels for all of them. Mm. Not even close. And then eventually I realized I can't even buy diesels for one of them because the other two will be screwed. Yes. Yeah, because so they'll... I just resigned myself to running fours on these three companies for the yeah. rest of the game. Yeah, which worked out. Yeah. So it was a super weird game. But I loved it because it felt like we took so many risks and we were so on the edge Yes. in that game. Yeah we often had like two or three shares in each company and you know i don't know if that's normal or not to be honest but mm. for us 
we had this kind of metagame where we would buy six shares of a company mm. and we'd run that company really well. And But we were floating companies left and right. We were trying to take over each other's companies. We, you were dumping companies. Mm. I wanted to dump one on you at some point. <laughs> and this was in a two-player game. There was just so much changing hands of shares. Yes. Yeah. The open market had about 20 shares in it at one point. Yeah, it had a lot, yeah. You know, it was... It felt like mayhem that game, yes. but very controlled mayhem. Yes, very strategic mayhem, not yes. just doing random stuff. Yes, yeah, but but pretty much every action one of us took um, became a decision for someone else, or opened up a door yes. for someone else for the other person. So, yeah, no, it was very interesting, very tight, very very close. I think, yeah. So in the end, the score difference was a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had. Five seven, I had four eight, I think. Yeah, so about a thousand points difference, which I don't know if that's a lot or not. Um, I mean, we had we've had closer games for sure, we've had much closer games. Yeah, it was a quite a decent gap, but I think it really just came down to getting to run out the bank with those five companies yeah. without the threat of the yeah, diesels. you were getting dividends from five companies, I was getting dividends from two companies, plus you have the shares in them as well that yeah. move up in value. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, taking that into account, five companies versus two companies, a thousand isn't that much. But um, there were a couple of interesting, like, sort of small things along the way. Mm. You know, like, it was very interesting with that, um, what color company was it for your brown company? Mm. So your brown company was super undervalued. Yes. And we both realized that. Yeah. And I bought a share and we were both on, th We I think... I had the president. Yeah, you had the president. You were on three and I was on two and you thought, oh, should I buy another one? And I was like, well, if I buy another one, I can never take it away from you. Yeah, because I can just buy one as soon as you buy one. Exactly. And that's kind of where the decision making ended. But what ended up happening was because of that, when I bought the third one, you bought the fourth one and then we bought back and forth like that. Mm. But then we both ended up with 50% each. Yes. And in our minds, and, you know, I wasn't, like, leading you down a path here. I was just like, yeah. no, you don't have to worry about me taking it over because you can buy a share or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't trying to... But it's not really about who controls it. It's about the value and who holds the most Exactly, it, which I feel yeah. like was a little bit of a lesson in a way. I yes. mean, yeah. if we both own 50%, it doesn't matter who controls it. Yeah, exactly. We're both doing exactly the same. Especially yeah. in a two-player game. Yes, it's yeah. totally zero sum. Yeah. But that was a huge problem for you because that company paid out massive dividends. It was doing well. And it's so like we figured out now. It wasn't only like if I have 60% and you have 40%, I make a little bit more than you every operating round. So I have a, I have a small gain there. But it's also at the end of the game, then I have two shares. So basically the four and the four shares cancel out. So I basically have two shares in this company. Um, whereas when we're even, we both, it's the same as both of us having zero shares in the company. Yeah. And that 60, 40 difference was way bigger than I think yeah. I realized. You know, when I actually looked at the numbers, I think at some point it was paying about 50 per share yeah. and that 60, 40 would be 300, 200. Mm. That's a hundred extra every single time that train operates. Yes. And yeah. over like six hours or so, which is about what we, yeah. we, we ran I think it was about two sets of operating rounds that we were just running out that bank, right? Yes. That's a 600 swing. Yeah. You know, and to think that you lost by a thousand plus the extra shares. I mean, you having 60 in that company, me having 40 could have potentially closed that gap. Oh, yeah. 
Totally. No, I think it would have gotten close, yeah. So that's one of those mistakes mm. that feels so minor, like, oh, crap, I let you get 50 and I yeah. should have gone 60, it's, 40. It feels like a one-share difference, but it's actually a two-share difference and it's a difference every operating round. So it's yeah. a difference that With, accumulates. Because that company was paying out so much mm. that something as simple as that, as mm. letting me buy that share, yeah. that could have lost the game. Yes. Yeah. You know, we focus on the big stuff, right? We focus on the trains and the weird diesel situation and all that mm. stuff. But when you crunch the numbers and you actually look back on it, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I know that does make a big difference that, that I definitely didn't realize, but now I know. So yeah, definitely and something learned. I didn't game. really realize how much until I literally just said it right now yeah, yeah. that it could potentially have been about six to 800 yeah. difference. Yeah. For over a thousand. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And um, and that's not taking into account the the share value at the end. What was its share price? Ooh, yeah. It wasn't enormous, but it was pretty good. I think it was 100. Okay, so that's another 200 yeah. difference if I had two shares more than you instead of zero shares more than you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so then you could easily be looking at 800 or more if there were more ROs. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, don't even yeah know. it's definitely, definitely close. Definitely would have made a difference. It's crazy that though. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the kind of knife edge that these games are on. And I think it's, that's why when people talk about these kind of snowballing mm. advantages, yeah, you know, and how big that they can be. Yeah. You know, we discussed that about 1846, about how if you buy shares in someone else's company, that mm. difference in money that's going into their treasury can absolutely snowball over yeah. a few operating rounds. Yes. And I think that share thing is also a good illustration of that. These yeah. differences are actually huge, even though they seem tiny. Yes. Over the course of a game, they yeah. add up to massive differences. Yeah. And uh, the other mistake I made that I learned to lesson from this game is... Uh, we we definitely ran out of tiles <laughs> like at one point oh, in the yeah. game there were no straight yellow tiles and no like gentle curve yellow tiles available um and my two new companies that i floated needed those tiles so instead of like i couldn't build the tile i wanted so i just built nothing which is a mistake um because as you then later pointed out oh, you could build a tile a yellow tile that's available that you don't want and upgrade it to a green tile that includes what I do want. Um, so that was a few wasted operating rounds, like just not building tiles where I should have just built tiles that I didn't, they weren't the exact tile I needed, but they could be upgraded into a tile that I could use. I think it speaks to how fraud our brains were that yeah, we like didn't yeah. even realize that. Yeah, instead I was trying to free up tiles for my other two companies by upgrading with my existing company and things like that to, to free up the tiles that I needed, but then you would just grab them rightly so <laughs> and that and that's the funny thing though right i mean we've had like tile scarcity be kind of an issue in games mm. before because we've played a decent amount of 18xx now the fact that we miss something that i mean that, there's yeah. probably a lot of eyes rolling if people it's are listening to this probably like when you pointed it out it was so obvious i mean it was so obvious yeah and you just kind of feel like an idiot you <laughs> yes, know? but that's the thing yeah. this game takes up so much mental space yeah, that yeah. sometimes you can just be fixated on one thing like damn it i need a straight one how do i get a straight one yes yeah. and you're not thinking well yeah. should i actually just build around this like because you also could have potentially just built two curved things that kind of connect or, or whatever right yeah it would have given me a route but not, yeah. not the one i wanted but it would have given me something so yeah that's i mean so obvious that i won't ever make that mistake again so that was a <laughs> yeah. very very valuable lesson but i think this was probably 
the the time that tile scarcity was most of a factor. Well, especially for me. For those Which is companies. strange though, right? Because it's always been an yeah. issue, but this time it was quite severe. So 1846, I'd say, is the one where it's not that much of an issue. No. That and I think that's more. by design. It's, yeah. it's not a tile scarcity game. 1830 is very much a tile scarcity game. Mm. We certainly felt that when we played that. 1889 is a little bit lighter on that than 1830, but it's still an issue. But it was interesting because I played a five-player game of this. Yes. Not long ago. And it wasn't nearly as much of an issue. Oh, really? Yeah, That's but we were just... I don't know. We were building all over the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe... So, at the start of the game, we both had companies on kind of like the right-hand side of the board. So, all the tiles were deployed there. And then the later companies that were floated were on the left side. The two that I floated. And I think the problem was we had a lot of dead roots as well. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of stuff that was like trying to go somewhere and then it didn't quite pan out. Or I think what happened is that you had that green company and you were building out to other areas. Yes. Then you dumped it on me and I just connected it to my rail network and totally Mm. ignored the infrastructure you had. Mm. So those tiles that you used out in that area never got upgraded. They just sat there dead. I was kind of building them with thoughts that maybe the red company would be able to use them later. Yes. But that never came to be either. So No, um, it just kind of didn't pan out, which kind of happens. I mean yeah. you can plan a route and and then maybe oh, a new opportunity opens options up. Open. Or, yeah. 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 So yeah, that didn't pan out and then those tiles were just doing nothing on the board. Um yeah. No, that was interesting as well. So definitely hard lesson learned there. <laughs> yeah, and you got good value actually. I think the reason the routes played out that way was because you got so much value out of that tunneling company. Oh, yes, the private that allows you to build on, right. on mountains for free. Because I've yeah. heard people say that, that private isn't quite as useful as you think it's going to be almost, mm-hmm. like potentially, like a lot of the times the routes go along the coast and kind of ignore the interior, but you plowed a path straight through the interior. I did, yeah. And it actually worked out really well, and we used that path the most by far. Yes. Yeah. We cut across the middle of the map there constantly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why those routes that were sort of creeping out on the coast mm. just ended up getting ignored because yes. that route through the center was actually much more efficient. Yeah, and there were some high-value stops along that route. Yeah. yeah, there's some of those name tiles that give bonus yeah. Yeah, more like money 80. than a regular city yes, were yeah. out that way as well. Yeah, And you with that interior route through the interior, you could kind of mm. hit a few of those. Yes, yeah. So sure. this um, is this uh, your favorite two-player one? So you know far? what the thing is, I came in here fully expecting to play this and be like, "That was pretty cool," but Cologne is the best two-player yeah, game. I, I, I expected that as well. Yes. And now I don't know. This game turned me on my head. Yeah. I feel like this is the best two-player 18xx experience that I've had. Mm. I don't know if this game would replicate that every time. No, it, it probably won't. I think we both made some mistakes. We both will do things differently next time for sure. So it might play completely differently. And I also don't know if part of my enjoyment of this game was our us kind of evolving to some extent as players. Yeah, I think that's a factor. You know, we just we just blew our normal like metagame wide open. We oh, were doing yeah. all kinds of stuff. I don't know if it's two-player, you take more risks. I don't know what it was. I don't know what dynamics happened to make this game so insane. But I think, I think we were both more active like in the sense that we weren't just building good companies. We were actually, you know, like I built a few tiles to block routes that I knew you 
were aiming at and things like that. I think we were more active in that regard. It's true, but it wasn't on my side at least. It wasn't like intentional. I wasn't like I'm going to do something weird. You know what I mean? It was it was just yeah. purely opportunities kind of presented yes. themselves, and then I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. So I think we are just getting better. I suppose at seeing the stuff, better at kind of unpacking the possibilities. Yeah. But sure, that was. A pretty insane game. Yeah, it was intense as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so now I, I feel like, wow, that was good. Will it mm. always be that good? Yeah. We'll have to play again and see. We will have to play again. But I'm also keen to play Cologne again, two-player, yeah. and see how that goes the next time we play. Cause and we did have a pretty great two-player game of Cologne. It was. It was very good. And it was very close, that one as well. But um, I think probably next time it'll play out differently too. Cologne is a two-player game. What I like about it is that, you know, and I think we've spoken about this before potentially, but these minor companies start at the beginning of the game. Yes. So with the privates, you auction these minor companies and they lay track, which I think is the most important thing about them. They buy trains, they lay track. So you will not start the game without all these minor companies. So there are five companies before anyone floats anything. Mm. There are five minor companies in a two-player game just laying tiles all over this pretty small map. Yes. So things get congested pretty quickly. Mm. I feel like 1889, this game was played in the stock market. Yes. A large part of it. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this game, a lot of it was kind of like won and lost in the stock market. Cologne, I feel like it was won and lost on the map. Okay. And I think that would kind of be the difference for me. In the the two-player one specifically. In the two-player one specifically, I feel like in general, 1889 is more of a stock game Mm. than Cologne is. But Cologne is the merger, which is its own thing. I don't know if you... I guess that is a stock thing. I don't know if it'll play out like that this the next time as well, though. I don't think if you can... I'm, I'm not sure that you can categorize it like that. I mean, these two plays definitely played out that way. But next time might be different. I don't know. No. no yeah. You, no, you're definitely so right. I mean, I, people do broadly categorize games into like stock games and operational games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 1889 is definitely considered like a stock game. Okay. I don't know. And Cologne? I, s- <laughs> I, is, I wouldn't say Cologne's considered a good company's game, is it? I don't know. But that map is a huge part of the game, right? It is. But it might also... I kind of feel like... Maybe the more inexperienced you are with 18xx, the more important you think the map is. Pretend, yeah, that's definitely true. So maybe that was just we were less experienced when we played Cologne two-player. And that's why more of the focus feels like it was on the map than on the stocks. It does have the merger. And I feel like the merger does force a lot of like stock stuff to happen. It does. So so the way the routes play out makes the merger important because after the merger, one company will have an amazing infrastructure and the other one might not. But that stuff can also be mitigated in the stock round. I found the tokening in Cologne to be pretty hardcore. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That was very hectic because yeah. the minor companies all put their tokens down. Yes. Um, there's n- not all the tiles upgrade into multiple city tiles and things like that. Yes. I found the tokening was pretty hectic and there's the, that river that you can't cross. We can only cross it in four places. So that sort of constricts the routes as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like when we played, I can say from our play, right, and Pinch of Soul, because I think we played one, two player of each of these games we're discussing. Yes, yeah. So Cologne, I felt like was 
for me anyway, and I say for me because I think you did a lot of stock shenanigans. You did a lot of trading stocks back and forth. I've I just was remembered. trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was, you weren't necessarily trading stocks back and forth to manipulate mine or to dumb companies or anything like that. You were just trying to make good investments. Yes. And optimize that. Yeah, I would, if, I, if I thought there was, this company might be doing well, but another one might be doing slightly better, then I would try and sell and buy the better one um yeah i don't know you, you might be right that cologne is more about the map i just don't feel comfortable calling it yet i think we need to play it again <laughs> yeah no that's true i guess i should clarify maybe then from our experiences i feel like cologne was mostly won and lost on the map mm. like the tokening was hectic you tokened me out properly in that game mm. you really cut off a lot of my roots mm. and it felt pretty brutal i do think you made good stock choices though i think a lot of your buying and selling was really good but it wasn't a battle in the stock market yes whereas yeah. this was a battle in oh, the yeah. stock market. no i i would definitely agree with that with those two players of ours for sure yeah 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 but, this was yeah. this was a proper yes. stock market battle it was yeah <laughs> priority deal became very important very quickly oh i when i was planning on dumping that dream company that stock round i did nothing I just passed. Yes. My first action was passed and I stuck to the pass. And I actually think I made a mistake there as well because you you started floating the yellow company. And when I, like I could have, my first turn passing is fine. But then when you buy the president uh, certificate in the yellow company and I can see you've got enough money to float it, then I know you're going to float it now. So I do have some wiggle room. I could have taken an action there. Oh, right. I'm not going to be like, joke's yeah. on you. I'm only buying three and I'm passing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't right. think you would. Maybe you would in future. Maybe that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's that would something. be quite a, a meta play. Like, it would I be. I feel like you're trying to dump this on me. And Yeah. But then if I really felt that way, I could have just sold all my green shares immediately. Yes. So you, if you, you pass the, on your you first time, turn, yeah. I just sell all my green shares. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm suspicious. So, and there was something I regretted after that stock round when i realized oh i could have taken an action and still been priority deal the next stock round so that i could dump green um there was a share i would have bought uh that i regretted not buying and stuff like that so yeah definitely and it's something to look out for next time yeah you see that's kind of the thing i guess for me 1889 feels like that's the thing right that the mistakes the biggest mistakes that were made were in the stock market yes and cologne yeah. i don't feel like i made many mistakes i lost that game i don't feel like i made any mistakes in the stock market maybe that's a bit of a no, stupid the, thing the two-player cologne you yeah. won you won the two-player cologne did i yeah but by like 100 or something oh that's the one i won but yeah. you the three-player oh, right. cologne i won three-player one was the one you won sorry yes. yeah, yeah yeah but that was incredibly tight yeah but that for me anyway it was a very right good companies game mm. uh both my companies had the highest share price and i had 60 yes. percent of each of them and i just paid mad dividends yeah but my real struggle in that game was when you started tokening me out of it towards the end yes yeah. so that's why for me i think it felt like a map battle yeah because the other thing that went wrong in 89 the big thing that went wrong actually was when you sold those two companies shares thinking you would buy them back later yes but then you missed out on all those dividends in the operating yes. rounds yeah yeah, that was also a mistake. So so basically what I did there was um, my two companies that were struggling to lay tiles, I knew that their share price would drop because it would be a while before they would be able to pay dividends. 
but um, we also entered the brown phase yeah then so we had three operating rounds from then on so basically i was missing out on well two operating rounds worth of dividends because they didn't pay on the first one and then they were gaining back their share price when they did pay dividends so they were gaining back like they were back to the price they were effectively when i sold them so i gained nothing by selling them but i thought i would be able to sell them and buy them cheaper back again cheaper later but yeah, that was a miscalculation. And that's when Brown also paid out like 40 per share or something. Yes, and we yeah. were like, oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. And then that money goes. Because in 1889, any shares in the um, open market paid to the company. So that money was going to the company, which it couldn't do anything with anyway. Yeah, it couldn't use it. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> yeah which that is crazy. Could have gone to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, right? I mean, if you'd kept those shares and if you had 60% of Brown or whatever it was, oh, then I would never have gotten this 60% of brown either. Yes. The 50% the 50%, of brown. yeah. You wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, just small missteps like that just yeah. snowballed totally out of control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I guess for 1889, that was a stock mm. battle, very yeah. much so. Yes. Which I really enjoyed, actually. It was, yeah, it was very good. Because we've had a lot of map battles in 18xx, right? I mean, you're always going to have somewhat of a map battle. Mm-hmm. And this had a fair amount of map battling too with those those tile upgrades and things like that. Yes. But that crazy back and forth stock round stuff mm. and how exciting those stock rounds were, that is what made this play for me. It was very interesting for sure, yeah. That was just super exciting. Yeah. But Cologne is Cologne is fantastic because you know we were talking about we keep going back to eighteen eighty nine because it was such a I think because mm. it was such a good play. But um yeah, Cologne, we were talking about the map and how quickly it gets filled up. And that works very well in a two-player context because there's a lot of competition very early. The map is tiny. Mm. You're in each other's way. And then there's the merger. Yes. And the merger, we've spoken about Cologne before and how the merger works, but it makes it very interesting in a two-player context because that is a pretty strong battle. You need to make sure you don't lose both of the merge companies. Yes. Yeah, you, you can't let... You can't have one person have both of them. And and you also don't want one person to dominate one of them from the beginning either. Yeah. Um, because then you lose out on all the profit along the way. Uh, but yeah, I think if in that game, if one, one person gets both merged companies, that's game over. Oh yeah, I think so too. Mm. But that's the thing, it's, it's timed with the trains. Yeah. So there's definitely manipulation that can happen there in terms yes. of forcing the merger rounds to come when you want them to come yes yeah and you could also have money when those shares become available for sale make sure you have money to buy shares then um yeah and there are also still a few other corporations that can be floated but still without those merged companies i don't think you have a chance if you don't that's where i think those bonds could be interesting because that's quite an interesting way to sort of put your money into Mm. a (laughs) Yeah. into sort of savings account yes you dump all those bonds at once and suddenly you float a company you buy a bunch of trains you force the merger you take control you know mm. i think that that can be a way of i don't want to say hiding money because obviously people can see them mm. and they are aware that you can sell them mm. but it's sort of a way of sneaking your money out into something mm. else yeah it's your money earning some interest while it's not doing anything else yeah, and then potentially you can set that aside and kind of save it and then surprise someone. Yes. Yeah. And potentially wrestle a company away from them. Yeah, but the interesting thing uh, with that in three-player is each player can't 
have a merged company. So one person will be left out. Um, yeah. Which makes it stock again. <laughs> Yeah, which makes it all about stock. Yeah, absolutely. And there you want to just have, if you can have a decent chunk of each merged company, yes. then you're doing okay as well. You could yeah. potentially have the best of both. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Cologne is great though. Cologne has a lot of little niggles and, and we did a whole episode on Cologne because we quite, we, we really, really enjoyed that. Yes. But I would 100% recommend Cologne as a two-player game. Mm. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Um I feel pretty confident that every time you play Cologne it's going to be good two player. Oh yeah, I think so. I feel like it's almost geared around it in a very good way. Mm. Um just the way the map is small, the way the minor companies start the game and and kind of fill out the map. Yeah. Um just the, the game is designed for low player counts yeah. and two works very well. Yes. Oh, it works beautifully. Yeah, so as amazing as like 1889 was, I'm almost, I don't feel like I can say with confidence that it's always going to be great. Yeah. But maybe it will. And that's not really fair to say because I don't know enough to say that. Yeah. But I can feel pretty confident with Cologne that I feel like if you want a good two player Linux, that's going to, it gets a solid recommendation. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. In that sense. So where are you standing on our 1846 two player variant, which is our last two player experience? 1846 or 1889? 1846. 1846. Yeah. So that's the first one we played two-player. Yes. Yeah, that's the one with the official variant from yes. Tom Lane. Um, at the time, I thought it was amazing. But having played 89 two-player and Cologne two-player, I think maybe it wasn't that great. It, it was maybe just so good at the time because it was a, a new experience um because i i'd always been kind of geared towards the investor strategy and things and obviously you can't do that in a two-player game because it's zero sum yeah uh you can't just be an investor you have to be more involved i i kind of was a bit i don't know unsure of how the 1846 two-player game would go but it actually went really well i thought it was very enjoyable and very good and it played very well at two but if i had to choose of those three to play two-player again now i don't think i choose 1846 yeah um, i'm a little bit intrigued by 1846 because you know i have this idea stuck in my head that we played it really badly yeah and not even two-player i mean every player we've had of it we oh. kind of screwed up and uh, so now oh, yes. I'm almost curious about the two-player game to see how it plays out differently when we are actively attacking each other's companies. Mm, yeah. Because I think what wasn't great about it was that it felt a little bit um, euro in a way, like a little bit multiplayer solitaire. Like there wasn't a huge amount of interaction, right? There, there was enough space in the map for both of us to move around. Yeah. Tile scarcity is not an issue. No, no, um, no. The stock market is not punishing at all. Yeah. And so it was quite easy just to buy up shares in your own companies, run your routes and, mm. and to kind of, which is still fun. Yeah. It's still fun. It's like playing a Euro game. You're just optimizing your companies and stuff, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily that essence of 18xx. Yeah. Yeah. It was still fun. We both enjoyed it. We both said, wow, I'd play that again. And I still would play it again. If you wanted yes. to play it. Oh, I would play it again as well. If yeah. you wanted to try it again, I 100% would. Mm. Um. I think that 1846 is, is a good game. It's a cool game. Mm. It's We've recommended it as a beginner game. And I feel like if you have it already and you want to try an 18xx with your spouse or a friend or something, and you've only got two of you, yeah, I'd, I'd totally recommend busting it out. And I think especially if you're fairly new, yeah. it's probably going to be quite interesting for you. I feel like the more you play, 
the more that variant specifically might not mm. really grab you. Yes, I feel yeah. like that one could get stale. Yeah. In yeah. a way. But it functioned well. I mean, I, I can't remember all the exact changes to the rules. It was small stuff, though, like tweaks and yeah. and how some of the company ownership stuff worked and things like that. Yeah, it was uh, some of the privates got removed, I think. I think, did some of the majors get removed as well? I think so. I, I assume so, because you do that even with three yeah, to five. You do, that's right, yeah. It's a weird thing that's unique to 1846. Yeah, yeah. so if you could choose one to play next two-player which one would it be i think to choose one to play again right now i'd choose 1889 mm. if someone asked me what is a good two-player 18xx i'd probably say cologne okay that's kind of where i feel like i'm at and i don't know if that's fair no i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't know i think that the best two-player 18xx experience i've had was the play we just had okay yeah, yeah. but Oh, I don't know, because maybe it'd be amazing <laughs> if we play it again. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn as well. Like it would be between Cologne and eighty nine for me if I had to choose one for sure. But which one? I don't know. I I kind of feel like I I immediately just want to play again. So yeah. maybe that's why I want to play eighty nine next time. But maybe yeah, I, th- I think Cologne would be good as well. I think we've learned some stuff since then. I think it would be an interesting play. Yeah, Cologne is just so different, right? It's, it is, yeah. It's got a lot of what they call chrome, right? It's got all this weird stuff tacked on. Mm. Um, tacked on is sounds derogatory. I don't mean it that way. I, I just think that there's a lot of stuff in chrome. Go- <laughs> a lot of stuff in chrome. There's a lot of chrome in, in Cologne. <laughs> chrome in Cologne. <laughs> That's... <laughs> i'm never going to get the sentence out but there's a lot of extra little things going on yes uh, which is kind of a nice sandbox to play in right you know but it's very different i i enjoyed 89 in terms of being a very pure kind of 18xx experience like Mm. very stripped down just stocks stations and laying track yes you know and i loved how much we did with that and how crazy insane that game got and sometimes it's like that, right? The, the less you have, the more freedom you have just mm. to play within the system. Yeah. Some pretty crazy stuff can happen. Yeah. I wouldn't buy 46, I think, specifically for two-player. No, no, definitely not, no. I think I would recommend it if, I don't know, I suppose if you want something that just feels a little bit like railways of the world or the stock market. Yes, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, then I feel like 1846. And I guess that kind of fits in broadly to a lot of people's criticism of 1846 at any player account. Is a lot of people feel like it's a little bit Euro-ish. Yes. Right. Um, but I think there's there's enough 18xx flavor in there to, to not necessarily warrant that description. But I think the two-player aspect feels quite Euro-ish. Yeah, it does, yeah. So I think it depends. If you want an 18xx game mm. that plays well at two, I wouldn't say buy 1846 for that purpose. No. If you want a fun Euro-y kind of game, like a Rails of the World with a stock market, basically. Yeah. It's a fun two-player game. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily get bored of it, but I think once you've tasted the other flavors, yeah, it, it kind of pales a bit in comparison. Yes, yeah. You know, um... <sighs> This is so hard. 
I really want to like give a firm like this is <laughs> our seal of approval. To well, play. no, I don't. Th- I don't think you have to. I was just asking which one would you want to play first. <laughs> to I know, play but again, it, yeah. so for me, eighteen forty six is third place. Okay, I think that's you'd agree with that. Yeah, but I'm trying to rank them right as a two player experience specifically. Mm. And I'm really struggling. And I thought it was going to be easy. I thought it was going to go first Cologne. And then I thought 46 and 89 would kind of battle it out for second and third. And I wasn't sure. I kind of had that expectation as well. Yes. Yeah. Because I thought this might be a little bit of a flop in a way. Mm. Because when you think, because I think of 89 as a stock market kind of focused game. Yeah. And I thought two player stock market. Also, 89 plays up to six players. Yeah. Whereas Cologne plays up to four. So it is designed to be smaller. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And that's the weird thing, right? Is that I I, I kind of think of a stock market almost like auction games. Like two player mm. auction games don't really work. Yes. Right. You need more players for that. And I kind of thought stock markets were the same way. Yeah. Yo, not this one. (laughs) Not (laughs) Not this one. This did not need anyone else to add more chaos to that situation. So, yo, I don't know. No, I don't know. They'll both need more plays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's... But I think that 89 is a really great game in its own right. Yes. Um, I think it's one of the best sort of beginner mm. entry level 18xx's you can do because it's the stripped down kind of version of 1830. You're not stripped down. It's just smaller and... Yeah easier and more digestible but it has that same sort of bare bones rule set yes it is very good yeah and it's really fun at two it is it's yeah. actually really fun at two and i think especially if you're new to 18xx i think you'll really enjoy it too yes yeah. um actually i don't know because i feel like us being more experienced actually made it more fun yeah it, i mean, i'll play it took a while and it did. Uh, like like we like we've mentioned, new players tend to not buy trains, and we were buying trains pretty quickly. Yeah. So maybe if you're new, a two-player game will take a long time. I think ours took a long time because we stole on trains. Though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, we had all these companies running with like one four train and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, but if no one wants to buy trains, then it will also do the same problem. And I probably had some long turns trying to figure out how my five companies interacted with each other. <laughs> yeah, well, I had some long turns as well. Yeah, yeah but I think I think I'll I'll stick with what I'm saying is that I think that if you specifically if you're someone who's into 18xx already and you would really like to play more two-player 18xx, mm. I, I would still say go for Cologne. Yeah. 1893 Cologne. Yeah. No. I, I think that I think that that's going to be solid. I think it's going to keep delivering. I think that it just works well at two on many levels. Mm. And I think that it will be consistently fun at two. Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. So I think that would still be my recommendation. But 1889 surprised us. Oh, it was very good, yeah. And we will definitely report back once we do it again. Yes, yeah. And sort of see if it held up. Yeah. Because I think that'll be interesting to see now. Does it hold up as a two-player game? Was it a fluke? But, you know, what sort of turned me on to it was there's a review on BGG specifically for two-player 1889. And it was glowing. You know, they said it was fantastic. Yeah. But I don't even know if it's recommended at two on BGG. Oh, really? Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? But I think that people just think two-player 18xx sucks and they'll just download Mm. it for two whether or not they've actually played it at two. (laughs) Yes. That is how those kinds of things work. So, Yeah. 
No, definitely, definitely <laughs> was very interesting and worthwhile, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much, we wanted to discuss two-player HNXX, and I suppose we've we've talked those three to death. I think we will have to go home and process that 1889 game. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and play them again. I, I'm very interested to see how different they play out next time, if if at all. I think they will play out differently. That's the thing. It feels like we keep learning and mm. growing in these games. And I don't mm. know, this one was, was mental. It was, yeah. In the <laughs> best possible way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so maybe we can wrap it up there. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I hope that was somewhat helpful if you are someone who's looking for a two-player 18xx. Those are kind of... I wouldn't say the three that I mentioned. I think the two that I mentioned, the 1846 two-player variant, the 1889 is somewhat touted as two-player. 1893 clone is just not very well known. So okay. I don't see it come up a lot um, in any discussion, really, because um, it's from a smaller publisher that's only in Germany. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, the the real hardcore 18xxs will ship games from Japan and Germany mm. and things like that. But a lot of people stick with the stuff that they can find in the States and, and yes. things like that. Yeah. Um, the other one that comes up a lot is 18CZ, um, which has kind of like a third-player bot situation, I think. Oh, interesting. It has a two-player variant that has this... I'm pretty sure it's almost like a bot, yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of those Euros have those like bot players. Yes, yeah. yeah I, don't know, I don't know how it functions at all. Okay. Um, but people have said good things about that as well. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, but most people don't really want to play two-player 18xx. And mm. I think that potentially... No, I think it's very out. good. Yeah. I think it's very worthwhile. It's different. It's different for sure, but I think it's good. Yeah, I think that most times I would choose to play 18xx with like four players or five players or whatever because I think mm. it's, I think the interaction and the banter and stuff is great. Yes. But you are certainly not wasting your time with some yeah. of these games. Yeah, no, definitely out a, not. Yeah. A duel. Especially us that are still learning and <laughs> making yes. silly mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so great fun. Yeah. Um, and we will we will report back. Yes. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we do have an Instagram, derailed18xx. We have a Twitter, derailed18xx. And a Gmail account, derailed18xx at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah, um, send us some PMs or... Yeah, tell us how bad we are <laughs> and how embarrassing <laughs> the mistakes we make are. <laughs> or ask questions. Or ask questions. Yeah, and we will answer them poorly yes. <laughs> on the next episode. Sure. Great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.